Good morning, Crosswalk. Happy Sabbath. Welcome to church this morning. We are so happy that you're tuning in. My name is Andy Palomars. I'm the youth pastor here at Crosswalk, and it is my honor and privilege to be able to speak to you this morning. Hey, before we get started today, what I really quick want to do is give a huge shout out to our lead pastor, Pastor Tim. Pastor Tim, thank you so much for your vision and your leadership, for getting up here on this stage every single week to lead us. We are better people because of you. We are a strong community because of you, and we are just so happy. Hey, if you're in the chat right now, show Pastor Tim some love. Tell him you love him. Hey, I am so excited to speak today. Uh, I'm going to be speaking on an interesting topic, idolatry. It's going to be lit. Uh, but before that, what I want to point out is uh, a couple things that I've seen about life. I want to point out two realities that I've seen about life that I think everybody falls into. Now, you may relate to this completely or maybe a little bit. It, it may vary at certain degrees, but I think, I think all of humanity falls within these two realities. The first reality is this. Humans don't like being patient. Do you relate to this? I mean, for some reason, we have this go, go, go mentality. In fact, before 2000, meaning before the digital age, before Wi-Fi, before the internet, before Netflix, before me, <laughs> uh, the human attention span, the average human attention span was 12 seconds. We, we would pay attention to something new for 12 seconds before moving on to something else. Now, today, in this new digital age, with Netflix, the internet, our phones, TikTok, and Andy, we, our average attention span is now eight seconds. Meaning somewhere along the lines in the, in the last 20 years, we have lost four seconds of attention. We are currently at eight seconds of attention span. Now, it's not that bad. Four seconds, so what? We have gained so much with technology, but just for a moment, I want to point out something very interesting. I want to provide some perspective. A goldfish has an attention span of nine seconds, meaning we are currently losing to goldfish in the attention department. Now we are infinitely smarter than goldfish. But for a brief moment, I want us to lean into that reality. Humans have lost four seconds of attention span. And not only that, but goldfish have one second more of attention span than humans do. The second reality that I want to point out is this. Humans don't like change. We hate it. And the reason why we don't like change is because it's uncomfortable. And when we're uncomfortable, we do crazy things. For instance, something crazy just happened recently. Netflix lost the rights to The Office. So The Office is no longer on Netflix. And if you want to stream one of the most beloved TV shows of all time, The Office, it means you have to hop onto a new streaming service called Peacock. Now, I love The Office. I know that you love The Office. I know Pastor Tim loves The Office. But the question is, do we love The Office enough to buy a whole new streaming service? And the reality is for many of us, the answer is yes. We would rather buy a whole new streaming service to watch one show that we've watched maybe four times all the way through than to not watch The Office. I mean, think about it. Netflix probably has a, an infinite amount of stories, of movies, TV shows, of documentaries. But because we are so attached to The Office, we would consider adding a whole new streaming service just to watch one show. You see, humans don't like change. 
We don't like it when things are out of routine, when things are different. Because when things change and when things get out of routine, it makes us uncomfortable. And above all else, humans want to be comfortable. We do not like being uncomfortable. Two realities. We are impatient and we don't like change. You know, this reality doesn't just, uh, isn't just applied to us today in 2021, but we see this reality throughout scripture. In fact, the Israelites are the perfect example of humans' uh, dislike of being patient and, uh, and dislike of being, uh, of dislike of change. You see, in Exodus chapter 32, we see the perfect example of, of this. Today, we're going to read Exodus chapter 32, verse 1 to 6. So I invite you to take out your Bibles right now. If you have a physical Bible, good on you. If you have your phone Bible, but if you don't have a Bible, don't worry, because we have what I like to call the Sky Bible right here, hashtag Sky Bible. And we are going to read Exodus chapter 32, verse 1 to 6. So follow along with me. It says this. When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Come on, they said, make us some gods who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So Aaron said, take the gold rings from the ears of your wives and sons and daughters and bring them to me. All the people took the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. Then Aaron took the gold, melted it down and molded it into the shape of a calf. When the people saw it, they exclaimed, oh, Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Aaron saw how excited the people were. So he built an altar in front of the calf. Then he announced, tomorrow will be a festival to the Lord. The people got up early the next morning to sacrifice burnt offerings and peace offerings. After this, they celebrated with feasting and drinking and they indulged in pagan revelry. What an example of impatience and resistance to change. A little context to this verse. These are the Israelites and they turned to idol worship because they were impatient. They got tired of waiting for God. You see, God was up on Mount Sinai with Moses in this portion of scripture. God is giving Moses instructions on the sanctuary. He's teaching them how to, to where to put the table of showbread, all these good things. And while he is up there in, in, on the mountain with God, the Israelites grow impatient. And as a result of their impatience, they decide to make idols. Now, a couple of things that I want to point out. First off is this. The reason idol worship is so wrong is because in Exodus chapter 32 or in Exodus chapter 20, in something we like to call the Ten Commandments, God says you cannot have any graven imagery, meaning no more idol worship. So on the surface level, what we see is the Israelites are going against the command of God. They are making uh, images and worshiping it. Now, in our context today, in 2021, we don't see this as a big deal. I mean, no idol worship. I mean, that's, that's fine. We don't have any idols today physically that we worship. In fact, if your friend invited you today over to his house to worship a statue of a cow, you would probably never talk to that guy again because that sounds crazy. Today, we don't have an attachment to worship or to worshiping idols like they did in scripture. But see, in scripture, the actual norm, the pathway of religion actually included idol worship. You see, part of the religious norms among the different religions was idol worship. 
The Egyptians worshipped idols. The Philistines worshipped idols. The Canaanites worshipped idols. You see, idol worship was ingrained into worship in that day. But God does something different. God does something unique. Instead of going this way, like all the other religions with idol worship, God does something original and goes this way. Instead of having idols, he says, now you must worship me in faith that I am listening. Now, the reason that this is so difficult is because it is so anti what the Israelites are used to. You see, up until this point, they had the move of God happening right before them. They saw the plagues in, in Egypt. They, they, they saw God turn the Nile River into blood. Even then, when they finally left Egypt and they were stuck between the ocean and the Egyptian army, God split the ocean and they walked through it. Uh, when they got to the other side, God provided manna for them in the morning and quail for them in the evening. You see, the Israelites were consistently surrounded by the move of God. They were okay with no idol worship for a moment because they consistently saw God moving. But you see, the Israelites grew impatient because God hadn't moved the way that they wanted him to move. They quickly reverted to old habits. They quickly reverted to things that were comfortable for them, things that they knew. And the reason why this verse is so important is because it paints something very important. The Israelites were uncomfortable with the new move of God. Religion was going this direction, idol worship. This is the normal, this is what we do. Then all of a sudden God paints a, paves a new road. He goes this way, no more idol worship. You see, the Israelites were in a moment that was uncomfortable because they had to come face to face with the reality that what they did in the past could no longer happen in the present. They had to choose to follow the new move of God, but the new move of God here made them uncomfortable. Now, 2021, like I said, we don't have idols like they did back then. If your buddy asks you to worship an idol, that's not a good friend. Like we don't struggle with that today. But the heart of what the Israelites are struggling with I think we can relate to. Because you see, the Israelites struggled with following the new move of God. And because the new move of God was so difficult for them, they chose something that was comfortable. You see today, I know that we may not have physical idols that, that we worship, but I think we relate very deeply to that. That when God does something different, when God does something new, oftentimes it makes us uncomfortable. And because we hate being uncomfortable, we often choose to turn to things that are comfortable. The reason that I know this is, that, is because I lived through 2020. The reason last year was so hard is because it revealed that, that we could not worship the same way that we did before. I mean, for the longest time, what was foundational to our faith was being in this room together, being able to worship, to hear Tim speak, to, to talk before, during, and after the service. I mean, we had it made. We had it all during that time. And after one weekend, we, we just could not meet it together again. And very quickly, many of us found, us found ourselves without a foundation. We found ourselves without ground. And instead of leaning into the new forms of worship that God was trying to lead us into, we decided to turn to things that were comfortable. You see, instead of turning on the, the TV on Saturday morning to watch the service, many of us have opted out and chosen to sleep more. Now, the day of rest, I understand rest is important, but 
Many of us choose to not do the hard thing of jumping on Zoom or jumping on the live service in the morning because we would rather sleep. You see, for many of us, instead of choosing to lean into our devotional life, we would rather hop on TikTok. Let me take it a step further. Instead of listening to this sermon right now, you might actually choose to look at Instagram because it is more comfortable. You see, humanity craves comfortability. And sometimes the move of God will lead us to a place that is uncomfortable, that is, that is new, that is scary. And here's the issue. Many of us are unwilling to follow the move of God because it's uncomfortable. And as a result, many of us have made idols in our life. You see, an idol is anything that we turn to when we're uncomfortable with the move of God. So very quickly, you may be thinking, I don't have any idols in my life. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions. What do you turn to when, when you're uncomfortable with what God is doing? Because you know what could be a God for many of us, an idol? Sleep. I'm telling you, sleep can be your idol. Instead of listening right now, you might be tucked together, tucked away in bed. I mean, TikTok can become an idol. I love TikTok. Mind you, I don't have TikTok. I have Instagram, Instagram Reels. It's a little bit different. I have tons of steak videos that come up. I love steak. Steak is one of my favorite things and I love watching videos on how it's made. But oftentimes I find myself, instead of leaning into the sermon, instead of leaning into what God may be trying to do in my life, I find myself on Instagram, just watching video after video after video. You, think, you see, I think if we're being honest, we all have some kind of idol in our life. And the reason that idol is there is because we are uncomfortable with the new thing that God is doing. We, we are uncomfortable with the thing that God is trying to do right here, right now. And what God is trying to call us to is to a life with Him. You see, Jesus doesn't call us to a comfortable life. He doesn't call us to be comfortable. He calls us to follow Him. You see, in the New Testament, over and over, we see what it takes to follow Jesus, to step into His future. I mean, in the Gospel of Matthew, the first two people who are called to be disciples are Peter and Andrew. And they're fishing. They're at their occupation. And Jesus shows up and says, I will make you fisher of men. Follow me. And they leave and they follow him. The next two people that Jesus calls to be disciples in the Gospel of Matthew are James and John. And they are also fishermen. And Jesus says, drop your nets and follow me. And they follow you see, Jesus calls Matthew the tax collector, someone with status, not just money, but status. And Jesus says, follow me. And he follows. You see, where did we think that a life with Jesus was comfortable? When did we think that a life with Jesus would not include some kind of discomfort? You see, over and over, Jesus reminds us that a life with him may be uncomfortable. It might require us giving some things up. It may require us letting go of some people in our lives. And the reality is for many of us, we are unwilling to give these things away. And the reason we're unwilling to give them away is because, well, they make us comfortable. They, they become a safe place for us. But the reality is, and maybe you can relate to this, is although that the things in our life that are idols may comfort us, oftentimes they, they leave us feeling more empty than, than we, we felt before. I mean, Instagram is great until you've been on it for three hours and realize you just wasted three hours. I mean, sleep is great. I mean, our bodies are meant for rest, but 
when you wake up at five in the evening and you don't feel good or fulfilled in your life. I mean, people and relationships are great, but when you find your comfort only in that person and getting things right, you might, you're not going to feel fulfilled. I mean, when we follow idols, we actually don't feel the fulfillment that God is calling us to. You see, when we follow idols, what we are, we're actually doing is hurting ourselves because not, we are not following the things that actually will fulfill us. And the sad reality is this. Many of us have been practicing idol worship for a long time. And as a result, we actually have come to believe that a good life is not possible. That real joy is not possible. That fulfillment and trajectory are things that, that can only be hoped for, but they're not real. You see, when we worship idols, it results in hopelessness. But here to me today, there is hope because what Jesus invites us to do is follow him. You see the simple request of Jesus to, to Peter and Andrew, James and John, to Matthew, the tax collector, to the religious leaders, to, to, to the rich young ruler, Jesus invites them simply to follow him. And hear me, it will be uncomfortable. It will, it will hurt at times, but Jesus is calling you today to follow him. And I'm telling you, if you are at a spot where life feels hopeless, where you don't think that real joy is possible, where you don't think a good life is possible, let me be the first to tell you that Jesus has a life that is abundant for you. There is a life of true fulfillment for you. There is a life that Jesus truly wants and desires you to live. A life where you feel the meaning, a life where you begin to breathe again, where you get to see again and not just see, but you see the world in color. You see, Jesus brings a new life, a new reality. And in this new reality, we get to sleep in a boat when the storm goes on. You see, in this new reality, we get to experience something absolutely different. The physics of our lives, they change. You see, a good life is possible. And God is calling you to a good life. And today, I'm inviting you to step into that life. Now understand that this life may be uncomfortable at times because along with the life of Jesus means leaving something behind. See, Peter and Andrew, they had to leave behind their job. For Matthew, the tax collector, he had to leave behind his status. He had to leave behind money. But I'm telling you, each time that we lean in and we choose to follow Jesus, we actually find the fulfillment that our hearts desire. You see, a good life is yours. Jesus died and lived so that you could have a life. So today I invite you to follow Jesus, to choose life, to step into the life that God has designed you to live. Let me pray for you. Dear Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity for us to gather. As much as we long for that in-person meeting, Lord, we are so grateful for the opportunity to still stay connected online. Jesus, right now, I pray for all those who are feeling uncomfortable because I know that feeling uncomfortable is difficult. It doesn't feel good. I mean, being uncomfortable is uncomfortable. But Jesus, today, I pray that we would be so filled with your love that we would, we would grasp so tightly onto you that the uncomfortable feelings that we would have would be 
a small price for the life that we find in you, Jesus. Today, as a community, we choose to lean into your life, into the life that you have designed for us. And we are so grateful that you have not left us where we're at, but you continuously pursue us and call us into a life with you. We love you, Jesus. In your name I pray, amen.